thing is make sure when you are marketing, market to your customers where they need it. Don't market out of desperation. Market from a place of service. You're listening to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor podcast with Darnielle Jervie Harmon. The place to be to leverage and scale a business that serves you financially and spiritually. I'm your host, spiritual business growth strategist, Darnielle J. Harmon. Join me each week for inspiring stories, powerful interviews, and business growth strategy to help you experience abundance in your life because of your business. If you are ready to play and pray bigger, let's get this party started. If this is your first time joining me, there's just a few things I want to make sure that you know. Number one, I am not new to this. I am true to this. For more than 10 years, I have been growing businesses, period. I am the absolute best at combining spiritual principles with business growth strategy to turn entrepreneurs into multiple six and seven figure CEOs. And no, in case you were wondering, you do not have to choose. You can love God and make both loads of money. And I'm on a mission to create even more multiple six and seven figure CEOs. Oh, and we don't do hustle and grind. We do spirituality and systems. You might be wondering exactly what the incredible factor is. And if that's you, I invite you to go all the way back to our very first episode. I even give you a really powerful worksheet that you can download so that you can find yours because it is the key to beginning to leverage and scale your business. And I am tickle purple that you are listening in today. This episode is powered by the Grow Your Business Toolkit. If you are a service-based entrepreneur who is frustrated at low figures when you know you have a business that should be generating six or seven, then you need the toolkit. You can learn more and grab yours today at growyourbiztoolkit.com. In today's episode, I have such an amazing treat for you. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right up front that we are going to church. (laughs) I had such a powerful conversation with Dr. Courtney Baker. This woman is amazing. This woman is brilliant. This this woman is a miracle walking. When you hear her story, and I don't want to steer her thunder, but when you hear her story of all she's been through and how she today runs an eight-figure company, I hope that you are as inspired as I was when we were having this conversation. I literally wanted to do cartwheels and run in circles around my office because she preached the word. She gave a benediction. I mean, she just, she just introduced God in such a powerful way and let you in on the success clues that will take you to whatever it is you are wanting in your business because of your connection and relationship with God. I realized that just like I call myself a belief barrier breaker, Dr. Courtney is a belief barrier breaker. She is a miracle walking and you're going to be blessed. You're going to, your socks are going to be blessed off. That's how amazing what it was. Let me read Dr. Courtney's bio. Dr. Courtney Baker is an award-winning entrepreneur host of the podcast, Women in Business, Inspirational Stories of Women Entrepreneurs, a TEDx speaker and a nationally recognized authority on women's leadership. She has been featured on Fox News, Forbes, iHeartRadio and Huffington Post, among other publications. As a leadership expert, mentor and business coach to female entrepreneurs and a mother of three, she is passionate about empowering women to close the gender gap through the power of entrepreneurship. 
Dr. Courtney is the author of the best-selling book, The 10 Do's and Don'ts for Business Leadership, Lessons to Lead Effectively, and her most recent book, Unlimited, Conquering the Myth of the Glass Season, Ceiling, excuse me. Dr. Courtney was named the 2016-2017 Texas Businesswoman of the Year and the Top 100 in Healthcare in America. I'm telling you, this woman is bad to the bone. She's the founder and CEO of Kids Care Home Health, a multi-million dollar healthcare organization with 11 locations across Texas, Colorado, and Idaho. She holds an education degree in organizational leadership from Pepperdine University, where she concentrated her studies on understanding and advancing women to the highest levels of leadership. Dr. Courtney resides in T Dallas, Texas with her husband, daughters, dogs, and rescue kitty. Listen to me, grab a paper. I know that sounded crazy. Grab some paper, <laughs> grab an ink pen. You know what, grab two ink pens just in case because you're gonna be writing and when you're not writing, your hands are gonna be lifted up in praise. And let's jump into this powerful conversation with Dr. Courtney Baker. Okay. Welcome to the Leverage Your Incredible Factor Business Podcast, Dr. Courtney. Hey, hi Darnell, how are, how are you doing? I am so excited. Ever since I was on your podcast, I have been waiting for us to have a conversation with you on my podcast. I'm so excited that you were here. Well, thank you. Yes, we are like sisters separated at birth. Yes, sisters from another mister. Right? So That's right. So why don't you just take a quick moment and tell everybody who you are in your own words. Well, I am Dr. Courtney Baker, and I am a CEO and business owner and founder of a healthcare enterprise, as well as a stroke survivor, uh, one-time single mama on Medicaid and food stamps, and um, child of God. Awesome. Awesome. You know, you... You just described yourself like you were saying, my favorite color is clear, <laughs> but there were, some, there were some powerful things, even in you just describing who you are. So I'm going to pull back the layers on that because I know that the listeners are going to get benefit of hearing your full story. And I, what I love about the way that you describe yourself is that there was no victim in it. It was all victor. Um, but you know, what you've been through was designed to bless somebody else. So, so you said a stroke survivor, as well as a one-time single mama on Medicaid or Medicare and food stamps. So, okay. Where do you want to start? <laughs> well, let's start from the beginning. Um, okay. back when I was a child, um, I, was 12 and my only sister, my only sibling, uh, was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis mm. and um, I helped take care of her when uh, she deteriorated her health and then I buried her when I was 16. Wow. And yeah, and then, um, you know, to really cope with that loss, I didn't know what to do or where to turn and um, wind up getting pregnant at the age of 18 and had my son at 19. Again, like six months after I graduated high school, I was on Medicaid and food stamps and waiting tables, double shifts at a little 
restaurant here in Texas called Black Eyed Tea. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, and and just put myself through college with my son in tow, and um, then very quickly, once I graduated, determined that I didn't want to be an undervalued employee for the rest of my life. So I um, started my own company, and it was right after September 11th. You know, when the economy was in the toilet, and no one you know, had a a job security was a thing of the past and, and people were being laid off left and right. And so very similar economy to what it is now. And that's why I bring that up. Yeah. Wow. That was, that was a lot. So Mm -hmm. how did you have the, the courage, the gumption, the fortitude, whatever the word is to be in this place you know, not, a, not of your own doing, losing your, your sibling and, and all of the grief that goes along with that. And then, you know, getting pregnant and welcoming your son and still deciding that you wanted to go to college. And then after graduating from college, decide that you want to start your own business. Like, where does that come from? Well, I tell you what, my company is God's company and I've always given him the credit um, I fought it honestly for a while. And I just said, you know, I, I kind of got complacent. And then finally, um, an ice storm, a freak ice storm hit the Dallas area in February of 2003. And, uh, my company that I worked for was holding my paycheck mm. and wouldn't pay me. And I, I put my first mortgage, I'd written my check for the first mortgage. And I was like, just threw my hands in the air and I was like, okay, God, I'll do it. I will do it. But you have to be with me every step of the way. And he has been, oh my gosh. I mean, we now, we have 700 employees. Wow. It's ridiculous. Like only him. (laughs) Only him. Right. I love, and I love that. I wrote that down. My company is God's company. I think that that changes everything when you just, make a firm decision that everything that you do, you're doing it for God. You're doing it so that God gets the glory. Because I think when you go through scenarios like yours, and we haven't even gotten into your embolism and stroke yet, but when you go through things like you've gone through, but you have that faith that really just fortifies everything that you're experiencing, it just, it makes it all worth it. So where, like, were you, were you born and raised in relationship with God or did you develop that on your own? Like where, where did, where did your relationship and connection with God kind of start and, and how has that carried you through some of the most challenging times in your life? Oh, I love that question. So I did not grow up necessarily in faith. I mean, all of my, I'm in Texas, so, you know, very, the Bible belt, but and all my friends would go to church, but I remember my sister and I would walk to the little first Baptist church that all of our friends went to. And it was really because that was like the cool thing to do, to be in the youth group and stuff. Mm -hmm. And, and then it wasn't until I started going, um, choosing to go to a different church with my friend's family that was more, um, more of a faith-based grace 
mm-hmm. an acceptance and loving kind of message that I really developed a heart to have a relationship with God. Mm, that's so good. And, oh, and, you know, it has carried me throughout my journey every single time. I mean, when I had my son, I had no idea how to, to you know, I had, I wasn't, I was barely an adult myself, much less being able to care for another person. Right. And, or, you know, take care of. And I, I just remember saying to God when I had him, like, you know, out of ashes, you have the ability to create beauty. And I, I know this wasn't in your plan, but I want him, if I commit him to you, then I just ask that you help me on this journey. Cause I was supposed to give him up for adoption. Wow. And I just knew that I couldn't, I, I, and I'd even had a family picked out. Um, and you know, and now, I mean, he's 26 years old and we have the, the, a really good relationship and I'm just, I'm just grateful. Um, but my, my journey with God has been amazing. Um, and you know, you know, as far as the entrepreneurial roller coaster, like it is highest highs and lowest lows. Yeah, definitely. And I remember being in one of the lowest lows and just pacing back and forth in my kitchen. And it was like two in the morning and I was just, we were about to have serious budget cuts to our services. And I just remember just pacing, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And at that time we had 400 employees Mm -hmm. and I just felt like, all the weight of the world was on my shoulders and Danielle, he stopped me in my tracks and he audibly spoke to me that that day in my kitchen. And he said, when have I ever not taken care of you? Oh, that is so good. Dr. Courtney. So good. So good. And I, I love that you have to have a relationship with God to hear that. Like, You know what I mean? Like I tell people all the time, God is always speaking, but it's only when you are truly in connection with him that you can hear him when he speaks because it's not always audible. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's seldom audible, right? It's usually something Mm -hmm. that is finessed inside of your spirit. And so to know that even in that moment of, of, you know, panic, anxiety, whatever it was that God was like, listen, when am I not ever like, I have literally have chills right now. That is so good. Mm-hmm. And the other thing you said that I thought was really, really powerful. Um, when you were having your son that out of ashes, you have the ability to create beauty. Mm-hmm. And I, I just know that because of that, because of your, firm commitment and realization of who God is and who he can be, he, who, who he always will be. That was what comforted you even at that time that had you helped you to get through. And so you decide to start this company and, mm-hmm. you know, when you first started it, did you have visions of there getting to be 750 employees? <laughs> no, I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. <laughs> and it was just like fly by the seat of your pants. If you build it, they will come, you know? Wow. And and really it was built on the belief that because I felt like my competitive advantage was really to just treat people well. Mm-hmm. And that's free. 
You know, mm-hmm. I was, it's like if that's your competitive advantage and all you have to do is treat your employees well, then I got this. And so yeah. that's what I did. That is so good. When I, the first company that I worked for when I graduated from college, like that was kind of their philosophy too. It was, we were so well treated that we wanted to work. We worked long hours. We worked on the weekends and we didn't feel anything about it because we were so well taken care of. So I think that that is definitely a great um, mission to have when you're, when you have employees, because if you take care of them, they'll always take care of you. And those are the people that are nine times out of 10 on the front line, they're interacting with your customers or they're interacting with your shareholders or, or whomever it is that you are, you know, um, reporting to and, and sharing the results that you're receiving. They're interacting with those people. So I think that that's a really powerful um, testament to have. Let me ask you this question. So mm-hmm. let's, and I didn't in, anticipate us initially going in this direction, but I just felt in my spirit, like I want to I wanna know about your culture. Being that you are a woman of faith, and God's, your company is God's company. Talk to me about the culture of your organization. I mean, again, when you started, no idea that you would ever get to this point, but through doing the work, showing up in consistency every single day, you've grown the business massively through um, economic downturns on multiple occasions. What, what is the culture like? It's so fun. I mean, we have a lot of fun. We have such a good team that takes care of one another. Um, During the pandemic, we have sent out gift cards to have people, you know, order DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever so we could take care of lunch on them Mm -hmm. or or they could have lunch on us. And, And then we had this little Kahoot. It's like an online um quiz game thing and so we'll do those so we can get everybody kind of together virtually Mm -hmm. to eat lunch together and play a game and you know we just we really our core values are care the company's name is called kids care home health Mm. and our core values are care and it stands for commitment accountability results and ethics Mm. and every decision is made within the framework of those core values. That is so good. I love it. I love it. And being able to have core values or guiding principles, as you like to call, as I like to call them, it just makes everything easier. Yes. So that even when you're experiencing other adversity, Mm -hmm. when you're thinking about who you are, who you are at your core, it makes it easier to get through. So let's talk about, um, 2005, and you mm-hmm. have the pulmonary embolism. Mm-hmm. And then, well, you know what? Let me not tell the story. Let you tell the story. So what happened to lead to this health scenario where, you know, you're like literally a miracle walking? Like, tell everybody what happened there mm-hmm. and, and how all of this, how your relationship with God and, and being who you are and your core values kind of play in how you made it through. So in 2005, I was sitting at home and I, my dog saved my life. Um, I, my dog, I'd had surgery. I'd had a hernia repaired and my, um, my, I was having trouble breathing and I, I just, I let the dog 
out, but I couldn't get the energy to get back up and go let him back in. And she, he just kept barking. And I, so I called my husband and I was like, look, I need you to come let the dog back in. I, I can't breathe. That's fine. But I just need you to let the dog back in. And he was like, you know, whoa, come back. And so he came home to check on me. And it felt like I had a knife in my side. So we went to the emergency room and thankfully, and come to find out I had a pulmonary embolism, which 30% of the people who have PEs die before they get to the hospital and not even know it. So, you know, I'm an overachiever. So I looked at it and I was like, okay, well, 100% and then you subtract 30%. So I'm living on 70% and that's passing. It's not great odds for an overachiever, but I'll take it because I'm still alive. Right. And then in uh, 2012, if you want to transition into that, we can talk about that. But uh, in 2012, I had a stroke in two places and underwent a seven hour brain surgery. Mm. And 50% of the people who have this type of stroke that I did die before they get through surgery. And so I looked at that and I was like, how, you know, if I was on 70% and now take away 50%, I'm living life on 20%. I better make the most of it. And that's what I do. Oh my goodness. That like, I I have chills all over again, Dr. Courtney, because (laughs) Like when I I say belief barrier breaker, when I say define the odds, when I say miracle walking, like literally your face is popping up everywhere. Mm -hmm. Like how Mm -hmm. does that happen? And how do you, how do you deal with, how do you deal with the, how do you deal with the, I don't even know. I don't even know what my question is. Like I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like speechless and floored and like, oh my goodness, how, how is this even possible? Number one, except of course we know the answer is God. That's how this is possible because of who God is and because mm-hmm. who you had already de- declared God to be in your life. And mm-hmm. clearly you have a purpose, right? There's, there's more for you to do and your purpose had not yet been made manifest, which is why you were defying the odds. So, so how do you, how do you live after two experiences where you've defied the odds? Yeah, yeah. How how do you live? Like, I, again, I don't even know what my question is. Like, I've I've this is the first time ever in the history of me interviewing people that I'm like, what in the world am I trying to ask you? But I think what I want to <laughs> know is how do you? How do you, how do, yeah, how do you live beyond these scenarios in such a way? If I go back to the last thing you said, you said, I'm living on 20% and um, I, I, ha- I have to make the most of it. Like, what does that look like? What does making the most of it look like when other people, per- tens of percentages of people who have gone through the same thing aren't here to tell the story? What does that look like? I know that God has shown up 
so powerfully in my life that I have an anointing, mm-hmm. but with that anointing also comes a lot of warfare. Mm-hmm. And I defend constantly around me um, that warfare. Yeah. And we are in crazy times right now. And this is all, all about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and all I can do is shine his light. Mm-hmm. And I know my God is greater than he who is in this world. Yes. You know, you make it sound so simple, Dr. Courtney. <clears throat> you do. Well, like, I, I, mean, mean, I, I feel like it is. Okay, and that and that's exactly where I want to go. Like, I want you to break that down d- down for people because there are people who are going to listen to this episode that haven't experienced a fraction of what you've experienced, and to have gone through what you've gone through, and to say that I know there's an an anointing on my life, and I know that there there is tremendous amount of warfare that I have to do to allow God to be God and for God to get the glory. Like, I just want to make sure people get it. Like, I don't, I don't want them to hear this episode and be like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Dr. Courtney's a miracle. Like, I want them to get some, some practical application about what it looks like to have a relationship with God that is so tight that even death can't take you out of this place. Like, does that make sense? Like, I just feel like mm-hmm. I want to, I want to run around my office right now. And that's how I feel because I feel God's <laughs> presence. I feel so his glory right now. Like, seriously, like, I'm like, oh my goodness, God is the bomb. And I knew he was the bomb before. And I think, you know, the people listening may have had an encounter to know that he is the bomb, but through you, through your story, through what you've been through, we get to really experience, a, you know, you guys are listening to a miracle right now. So can we just break down how, how we get to the point where we know that God is for us and we know God has got us. Like I, I, we know God has our back, right? How do we get there? Because so many people, I think they want to believe that God has their back, but that's not what they're living day in and day out. So can we talk some, some practical grassroots, how we help people to move in the direction of deepening their relationship and connection with God so that it shows up in every area of their life, not, not just their health, if they have a health challenge, like some of the, the ones that you've experienced, not just their business, mm-hmm. but they can grow their business to 750 employees and defy the odds during economic downturns, but just so that they can experience life, the life that, that Jesus came in and gave his life full, that life to the full, the fullness of life. Like, what does that look like? Where do we start? It's so funny you asked me that because I just wrote a post about that just right before we got on this call. And, you know, right now we're sheltering in place mm-hmm. and we're, we're fearful of the future. But before all that happened, I, I firmly believed, why would I feel that God would love me so much to come to this world and suffer. He didn't come to suffer to make my life a cakewalk. Mm -hmm. He came to suffer so I would know him. And how do I know him? Through my suffering. Mm. Not through the easy times when I think, oh, I got this. Mm 
Mm-hmm. But we are sheltering in place. And how many times has God had sheltering in place show up in the Bible and come out through glory? Mm-hmm. Do you think of Noah? Mm-hmm. He was in the ark for a year. Yeah. You can imagine that thing was not easy. It had tons of animals and family. And what did he do? He created the entire world when he was saved. Mm-hmm. Right? After, you know, I mean, he, he was the, he became the father of all nations. Yeah. Then look at Jacob. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Jacob hold on. was sheltered for 20 Hold on. We got to stop right there because you just dropped like such a powerful nugget and I don't want the listeners to miss what you just said. And, and I'm like, again, I'm leaping. I want to do cartwheels and I don't even know that I could do a cartwheel, but that's how I feel right now because (laughs) this is so good. This is so good thinking about Noah and being on the ark for a year, like sheltering in place the people at the time of this this episode being recorded we are still in the global pandemic we are still staying at home to stay safe and he did it for a year and and coming out of it recreated civilization man that's powerful that is so powerful so those of you who are complaining about being in place to be safe to be able to allow for God to do the work that he needs to do in you. Like I said that we're, God has given us a universal timeout. Like he's called a a flag on the play. And he's like, listen, I've had enough. I want to remove everything that you have thought about, that you have allowed to get my attention, the attention that is supposed to be for us so that we connect and commune on another level so that you can go out and fulfill the purpose for which I brought you here before I formed you in your mother's womb. And you guys are missing the mark. So I'm going to create an environment where everything you you love, you want to do is stripped away so that all you are left with is an opportunity to get in my presence and get in my glory. Amen. Man, that is what God is saying, right? And so when we yes. think about Noah and and the story that is Noah in the Bible and and the faith, because because that's really what it is, right? Looking crazy, building an ark when there's no rain, there's never been any rain, and and looking completely crazy, people talking at for you seven at, years for seven years for seven years, but this knowing like that you know that you know. Theorists. Yes. Conspiracy theorist. You're crazy. You have lost your mind. Who had the last laugh? Oh my gosh. That is so good. That is so good. Oh my God. Okay. That's so good. That's so good. So what I feel like I just heard you say in using Noah as the story is to take the time necessary to figure out who God is to you. Oh, absolutely. Like that's he the first step. slowed us down for a reason. Absolutely, yeah. He might not have, uh, he might not have caused it, but he has allowed it. Absolutely, absolutely. That's so good. Okay, so that's and that the first was step. the thing when all this happened. I I looked at like my life and what I was doing and where I was going, and I thought, you know what? If I turn this around and say this time. What if this time is actually a gift in disguise? What is one or two or three things 
I have always wanted to do during this time that I will look back and say, gosh, I wish I had done. Mm-hmm. And those are the things I did. Yeah. Started painting. Mm-hmm. I, I, I've never painted in my life. I started painting. I started getting more in his word. Mm-hmm. I started a garden and, and I could not be more just at peace than I have ever, ever been. Yeah, I agree. I've definitely used this time to, to just delve further into the word and to just sit at his feet and just to just hear what he has been saying to me, for me, through me for probably longer than I was paying attention, quite honestly, but taking Mm -hmm. the time to just sit and not having an agenda to kind of throw out my own list or the things that I want to accomplish and just hear his heart for me, which has been amazing. Mm-hmm. It's been so amazing. And I think that, you know, usually these are the types of things that we do when we have an experience like yours, right? Like when we, we become the 70% and then we become the 20% and it's like, okay, well, there's clearly a reason for me to still be here. So I'm going to go inward. I'm going to figure out what that is. And what I love about what's going on right now is that we've been literally given a gift. We've been given a gift without the need for there to be struggle or, or reasons to grieve in a lot of cases to really get to know God in a way that can just shift and change everything that we're doing, everything, and, you know, blessing the work of our hands so that our businesses prosper. Like I I love in the Bible where it says, as your soul prospers, right? And, and our soul Mm -hmm. is supposed to prosper. That, in my opinion, as I think about your powerful story and what you made it through to tell the story, it's because you, you bought into the promise that your soul is to prosper, And because your soul is to prosper, you've become a miracle walking. You've Mm -hmm. you've become an example of what it looks like when you allow God in. I mean, you said that that was one of the first things you said was my company is God's company. Mm -hmm. And how that just allows you to show up powerfully in in every orifice of your life, which I just think is phenomenal. So we we get somewhere, we sit down, we connect with God on a deeper level. We allow him to speak to us in, in his word for our lives. And then what do we do after that? Like, what's the next step after just kind of sitting in, in the afterglow, if you will, of a, a true connection with God? And then you ask him, what is next? Mm. What do you want me to do? What are the steps I need to take to, to return to you what you have given me? Mm. That is so good. I love that. I love it because it's, it's so simple for those of you who are listening. And I feel like someone might be listening and say, well, that sounds good, but you guys already know God. Like I didn't grow up in church or I didn't grow up in relationship with God. How do I start the journey to get to know God? And what I always tell people, and I want to know if you feel the same way, Dr. Courtney is, you know, get a Bible and go read the book of Ephesians. I believe Ephesians is the most edifying book in the Bible. If you want to know who you are, you want to know how God sees you, that's the place that you go. And you just read Ephesians chapter one, (laughs) just read the whole first chapter, Mm -hmm. and you will get a long diatribe of all that he sees you as, and, and who you are and who you are to be. And then as you continue to look at the Bible 
as his love letter to you. That's what I think the Bible is. I think it's a letter that God wrote to me personally mm-hmm. to show me how much he loves me and what he's already prepared for me to experience just because I love him too. Yeah. Would you, would you oh, add anything to gosh. that? Yeah. And I, if you don't, if you look at the Bible as like, it's this huge book and I don't know where to start, get the message version mm-hmm. of the Bible. So you can read it and, and understand. Don't start, don't cut your teeth on King James because that'll <laughs> be, you know, but definitely find something that you can sink your teeth into and taste and see what he has given you because it is so good. Yeah. So good. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. So I feel like we need to talk a little bit about your business itself, because I think it's Mm -hmm. it's pretty remarkable to think that your company has 750 employees. You started doing an economic downturn and, you know, you've been blessed through all of this because your company is God's company. Um, Do you have maybe two or three tips that you will offer to people who are you know in their businesses right now during what is being called an, an, another economic downturn? What are two or three things that you could suggest or recommend or share from a best demonstrated practices standpoint for them so that as they endeavor to continue to grow their business, they don't get lost in what's happening now, but they continue to keep their eyes on the prize to build a business that not only serves them financially and spiritually, but also offers up to God. Uh, a place where his his glory and his presence can reign. Ask him if you are meant to be where you are in this season. Mm. And if the answer is yes, then dig your roots and sow your seeds. Because you make sure that this is a time where you can dig deep into where you are and not do things you know, everybody's talking pivot, pivot, pivot. And yes, I understand that right now. Mm-hmm. But pivot in a way that you can make it permanent if that's where you need to be. Ooh. Because if you're sowing seeds on infertile land, it's going to be fruitless. Mm-hmm. That was a whole word right there, Dr. Courtney. Pivot in a way that you can make it permanent if that is where you need to be. I remember one of a movie I watched many, many years ago. I've seen it a couple of times, but I reference it often. At the the movie is called Not Easily Broken. And at the end of the movie, the main character is it's, you know, the credits are starting to roll. And he says, if you want to know the purpose of a thing, consult the maker of that thing. So when I think about your your what they should do is ask God if where they are now is where they are meant to be in this season. That is so good because there are so many people that are, like you said, pivot, pivot, pivot. Like they're not asking God, they're not consulting their creator at all. And they're only mm-hmm. going to dig themselves further into a ditch that isn't for them right now. Mm-hmm. That is so good. Uh, that out is of desperation. Right. Out of desperation. Right. Or out of this need to control. Like, I think the one thing I think everybody should have realized based on what's going on and what's been going on now for a couple of months is that none of us are in control. None of, yeah. us, none of us can control this. And, but so we can either ebb and flow and go with what's going, or we can try to create something different. But trying to create something different 
may not serve you if that is not what it is that God has for you. That is so juicy good. Okay. So that's the first step. Ask, mm-hmm. ask him if where you're, where you are is where you're meant to be in this season. Okay. And so then after we ask, what, what's the next step? This sounds so counterintuitive, but I want you to ensure that you are tithing mm-hmm. because yes. Yes. when I was that single mom pregnant, getting ready to have a, you know, getting ready to have a baby. I was, I was still pregnant. I was waiting tables, double shifts, mm-hmm. nine months pregnant. And I would come home with my, you know, measly money that I would make from my tips Mm -hmm. and I would tithe. And that is why I believe when I had little and I gave everything I had Mm -hmm. to make sure to tithe and put him first, Mm -hmm. that he showed up powerfully. That is so good. And I 100% agree. Tithing is the one thing you don't ever want to stop doing. I, I, I had not only have an episode on the podcast, which I call the power of 10%, which is all about tithing, but I talk about it frequently because I think it is a powerful strategy. It's so powerful for me, Dr. Courtney, that for 2020, I didn't even set a revenue goal. I only set a tithe goal. I got mm. clear about how much money I wanted to be able to tithe this year. And of course, I mean, yeah, we can back into what we must need to produce in order to tithe at that level. But my whole focus is on doing what I know um, is going to get the, ensure that God gets the glory. Like that's what it's really all about. Because I think only what we do for Christ will last. Only what we do at that level will last. And so I think that that's powerful. So make sure if you're listening, first step is to ask God, are you where you're supposed to be in this season? And then the second step is to make sure you, the one thing that doesn't go away is your tithe. Yes, I know your mortgage and your car payment and your student loans and all of those things, they're deferred and and that's wonderful, but do not defer your tithe. Continue Mm -hmm. to tithe, continue to sow because your blessing, your ability to make it through while others fold, if you are in business, will be held in your tithe because God made us a promise. He said, if you tithe, you can test me and see if I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out blessings that you don't have room enough to receive. But as soon as you pull mm-hmm. the tithe away, then you, you run the risk. You take the chance that maybe perhaps per chance it will or it won't work, but I can guarantee you it won't work. I, have, I can remember Dr. Courtney being in my 20s and buying my very first home. When I, when I went through the um, closing process and in the paperwork, they were supposed to leave the refrigerator. I get to the house, there's no refrigerator. And so I go to my parents' house and I borrow a cooler and I buy ice just ice so I can have the necessities. I have no extra money. I'm 22. I only had to put down $1,000 on my house under first-time home buyers. I have no money. I'm like, okay, well, hopefully the next time I get paid, you know, I'll have enough to start maybe looking for a used refrigerator. But the one thing I did not, not do was tithe. I continued to tithe throughout this season, I get this random call from the Sears outlet here in Newark, Delaware. And they're like, Miss Jervy, I wasn't married yet. We have this, when are you coming to pick up your refrigerator? And I'm like, I haven't purchased any refrigerator. They're like, there's a refrigerator here that has your name on it. It's been sitting here for a week. 
when are you coming to get it? The only thing I, I never, I still to this day, Dr. Courtney, have no idea who paid for that refrigerator for me. But the one thing I do know is that I was tithing. And that's the only thing that made sense to me is that because I was tithing, God did what he said he would do because he's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. And because he said it, he would make it good. And I went and I found a truck and I went and picked up that refrigerator. I love it. I love it. You said, I don't know who did. I know who, who <laughs> did. I know who bought that refrigerator. Only see that right there is a is a miracle unto itself, and the fact that it was a brand new, brand new, brand new, better than your ask or imagine. That's right. It was it was exactly what. Oh God, that gave me chills. I mean, the <laughs> fact that he is able to just show up in ways through the Sears outlet that you have no idea and you didn't ask for. And he says, here, my, my child, I've given you better yes. than you. Yes. I but love it. it's got to be, it's got to be your first 10% too. It can't That's be right. the leftovers. Absolutely. It cannot be the, the random, I'll scrape it together after I pay all these things. It's got to be the first fruit. Yeah. So true. So true. So Ask him if you're meant to be where you are, make sure you don't stop your time. And then what would be the third thing? The third thing is make sure when you are marketing, market to your customers where they need it. Don't market out of desperation. Mm -hmm. Market from a place of service. Mm, that's good. And showing up to serve. That's so good. Oh my gosh. That was, that's so good, Dr. Courtney. I love it. I love it. I, I know we have talked about so many different things and what I'm really hoping those of you who will listen to this interview will get is I hope that you get food for your soul. I hope you realize that mm -hmm. only what you do for God will last and you make a firm decision that your company is God's company. Let God be at the forefront. I promise you, you cannot be God as the CEO. You can't. There's like, there's just no way in the world that it gets any better than that. And when you think about Dr. Courtney's story of, of how she's defied odd after odd after odd and is still here to tell the story, it's because of these three things she just said, because she is constantly checking in with God to ask him if where she is in that moment is where she's supposed to be. And if that's where she's supposed to be, she is blooming where she is planted and she is doing the work that she's needed to do. She's always focused on the tithe and making sure that she's giving that first fruit. And then she's, she's showing up to be of service. She's using her, mark, her ability to market and to speak to her customers from a place of serving them and not a place of selling them. That mm -hmm. is such, an, uh, such a rich recipe for creating a business that defies the odds and welcomes miracles, not only into your life, but into the lives of those that you've been called to serve. Okay. This has been so good, Dr. Courtney. I like, I don't I know want it to end. I know we have to go, but I don't want it to end before, before I ask you my final three incredible factor wisdom questions. I just want to turn it over to you. Is there anything that anything else you want to say in closing to those who are here and listening? 
um, before we wrap up? Um, get, just get in the word. And like you said, Ephesians, I believe is the book you said, you know, just get back to who he has called you to be. And um, perhaps you were made for such a time as this. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's Esther. If you need to read about just yes, a really Esther. good story, Esther, of showing up when, you know, when, when you're called and you don't feel called. Yeah, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. Okay. I don't want it to end. Okay, th final three questions we ask everyone and we'll put these in the show notes. Um, the first question is, what's your favorite quote? I just shared it. Perhaps you were created for such a time as this. Yeah, that's a good one. I love it. I love that it. one and in a world full of rhinestones, be a diamond. Mm -hmm. I'm going to put both of those. Those are so juicy good. <laughs> and then the last book you read? Oh, gosh, I'm constantly reading all the time. Um, right now, I am reading, um, rereading the book, Redeeming Love. Oh, good one. Okay, awesome. And last question is, what is one tool you swear by to grow your business? I have a calculator. It's, it's, I actually, I, I love what this is able to do for me, and it's called the cash flow projector, and it helps me project out my earnings, okay. and I swear by it. I sell it now because it's so good, um, and if you want this projector, cash flow projector, mm -hmm. to help you project your flow for the, the year and, and the month, then you can find it at CourtneyBaker.com forward slash cash. Okay, we'll make sure we put the link in there for people to get it. Awesome. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today, Dr. Courtney. This has been phenomenal. I'm, I know that I'm going to listen back to this interview time and time again, because you just, you dropped so many juicy nuggets. I love your heart for God. I love how clear and resolute you are. And I, I love how taking a firm stand for God has just shown up in every area of your life. You're you're, you're, you, you know, you're winning at life. You, you're at 20% and you're still here. Miracle. You are building your company now, 750 employees. Miracle. Your beautiful son is now a grown adult that you have an amazing relationship. Miracle. Like I just see miracle after miracle after miracle, just because you said, God, I'm going to do this for you. And that, that blesses my soul and my spirit. And I know that those who are listening are going to be blessed by it as well. Thank you so much well, for the time to be here. Thank you for having me. And just know I'm not special. I am no different than anyone else. I just believe it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So good. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Awesome. What did I tell you? I told you Dr. Courtney was going to come and drop the mic on you. I hope that you just like, I, right now, your body is just reverberating. You've got chills. You feel God's presence. You have gotten some success clues, right? That will help you to do the things that are subtle to some, but powerful to God to move your business in the direction that will yield you all of the abundance that your, your heart, your hand, 
and your checkbook can hold. I know that as you listen to that conversation, you heard just like I did, her powerful tips about getting to eight figures weren't about the practical business strategy. Did you catch that, right? She talked about making God the CEO of the company. That was like the first thing she said was, my company is God's company, right? She talked about tithing. You've heard me talk about tithing. We have a powerful episode here on the podcast. We'll link to it in the show notes about tithing. She talked about building a culture that is one that allows for there to be space for God to be praised. She talked about being anointed. She talked about warfare and how to leverage warfare on behalf of your, your team and your employees so they don't get caught up in the muck, but instead they actually get to experience everything that you're working so hard for. We talked about the highs and lows of the entrepreneurial roller coaster, and we talked about God and how good he is and how it is his desire to give you everything that you have been praying for, crying about, seeking after. But as you heard Dr. Courtney say, getting it isn't about working hard, it's about working heartily. Colossians 3, 23 and 24 says, everything you do, do it with heart as unto the Lord and not unto man. And from God, you will receive your inheritance. And if Dr. Courtney Baker was not just a powerful example, of the inheritance that is waiting for you when you make God number one at all times in your life. I mean, through strokes, through embolisms, I can't even get the word out right. All of that happened, living on 20% of your life, your body's function, and still being able to give God the glory and for him to be able to use you massively so that you build a business that is such a pillar in so many different communities, come on. Listen, y'all don't need me to tell you, but just in case you do, stop what you're doing, stop seeking everything else and start seeking God. Matthew 6 and 33 will set your business on a trajectory that will take you exactly to whatever market is that you're wondering. I, I pray that you have been as blessed by this conversation as I have. And if you have been blessed, please do yourself a favor, subscribe to this podcast so that you don't miss Nara other episode and take a quick moment and leave a rating and review. Let Dr. Courtney know how much she blessed you by sharing her story, sharing her practical tips of application so that you too can get to whatever level it is that you desire, whether it's six figures, seven figures, or eight figures. We now know it's possible because God is no respecter of persons and he's shown us that through Dr. Courtney Baker. I'll see you guys next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Leverage Your Incredible Factor business podcast. If after listening to this episode, you know that it's time that you stop playing and praying small, you should go grab my Grow Your Business Toolkit. Based on the pillars of business optimization, this toolkit is the only resource you need to get crystal clear about what it will take to take your business to the seven-figure mark. Go grab yours today at growyourbiztoolkit.com. And if you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember you deserve to scale your business, shake the planet, and fund the life you crave. Take care.